Hey y'all, it's just uh, it's me, Joey, and shit. And I just want y'all to know that this show's gonna suck. And much like Kane is dead, it's probably gonna fall apart because Kane is dead, falling apart. I already said some ungodly shit on that motherfucker that, yeah, I'm pretty much blacklisted, even if it's in my own sick and twisted brain. All aboard, everyone. Here we go with the new show. Don't have a title for it yet, but it's here to stay. So the main focus of this show is like more, how you say, more, more, whatever. Not so hateful, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because Kane is dead already bad enough, you know what I mean? That motherfucker, that, that shit probably gonna get, I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? It's, it got me blacklisted, but I want to do this to show y'all that I'm not always on edge or pissed off or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Usually, I'm pretty actually laid back. That's why I'm going to take this time to do this other show, which I'm aiming for it to be released on Fridays. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and if it comes out, you know, every Friday, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just this girl's in, this woman, fuck it, I hate that word girl. Anyway, this woman that, uh, I've been kind of... <laughs> She got me all retarded over here. Like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, I got, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God, I'm 34 retard. Holy shit. She got me all smiley. Oh, my God. Fuck. Knock it off, Joey, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so it's going to be more lighthearted. More blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there's going to be no Kane is dead this week. So I'm going to try to get this out by Friday. All right? But no Kane is dead. Uh, I really need to take a break, you know what I mean? Even just to bleh, you know what I'm saying? Because bleh is bleh, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, dig, it's probably not going to run as long as Kane is dead. Kane is dead is just a fucking a debate with myself and all this other bullshit, you know what I'm saying? But this shit in particular is going to be more like 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 like, like movie reviews, uh, lists, and uh, just general banter, weird shit, you know? But I'm going to start it off by playing y'all a song right quick. This is from... Black Spell. Now, if you haven't heard these guys, these guys are from motherfucking Italy. Now, Italy is a hot spot for people like me, if you know what I'm saying. And, um, yeah, let's just say that, you know, a good chunk of my affairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> we won't get into that yet. But dig, though. Anyway, check out this song by Black Spell. No, yeah, Black Spell. And the song is called Ancient Herbs. Check it out.
All right, welcome to the show. This is a uh, lighter side of... I don't have a title for this one yet, you know what I'm saying? And if you heard me in the last segment, I was talking about being stupid because I guess my lady friend, who some of y'all seen before, she's like, oh, Joey, you're so cute when you're stoned. Oh, Joey, you're so cute when you tell me things. It makes me turn into a little idiot, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's stupid. See, I'm doing it again. But anyways... Uh, so this show is a little lighter, a lot lighter, I should say. <laughs> Movies and uh, and uh, and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, being negative is cool and all, but sometimes you need a break, which is why you haven't heard a new episode of the program lately, because the last episode I recorded was very fucked up. <laughs> Even going back when I was accusing the new young men of all have, wanting to have sex with each other instead of having sex with beautiful chicks. They'd rather be doing each other in the basement while one of them goes, no homo, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, but dig, though. Uh, before I get into it, a couple of shout-outs right quick. Uh, shout-out to everyone who has uh, stuck around long enough, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, well, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a few of yous, and there's a lot of people. More people come than they go, you know what I'm saying? I mean, more people go than they come, I guess. <laughs> and with that said... Uh, I, I, my audience is like so limited right now that it's like nearly impossible to even say I have an audience. You know what I'm saying? But whatever, right? You know we're, uh, you know this is the uh, the therapeutic side of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, dig though. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Hmm. So where should I begin? The first thing I got to do is probably tell y'all the theory I came one of the theories I came up with and one of the theories I came up with was this one about music because a good chunk this isn't gonna be as long as Kane is dead because Kane is dead is like 100% pure negativity and it relies on negativity to stay you know strong or whatever you know what I'm saying so with that said the the program now is gonna be you know however long it is I'm gonna put the main focus on this one is not this is like you know whatever it's like like psychedelic the, like you remember how like Kane is dead has horrorcore psych and uh, doom and, not doom like, like oh yeah but free funeral doom if that counts but you know what I mean like that's Kane is dead you know what I'm saying like DSBM all that shit that black metal that 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 stuff that makes people like Ugh, or whatever right or it makes you mournful for no reason you know what I'm saying but anyways that's besides the point point is is that you know what I mean? We're going to focus mostly the music on this show to psychedelic rock slash uh, uh, doom. Doom metal. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like anything else, I came up with a theory. This one's an interesting one. And um, I want y'all to know it. Let me see. What the hell was that? Oh, my bad. By the way, okay, so... I as long, as many of as many of y'all know I love heavy metal more than anything you know what I mean uh it's one of those things it's like it's been a part of me forever you know what I mean since birth I don't need to get into that story again but let's just go but let me just say one thing about you know all that let's see let's see let's see let's see let's see Let me see. Hold on. I'm so sorry. I just forgot because I wrote it down somewhere. I just can't find where the hell I wrote it down. Let me see. Let me see. 
I'm so sorry, guys. I don't mean to be one of these guys, but, you know, it's it's one of those situations where, like... Because I remember writing it, but I don't remember the exact thing. You know what I'm saying? But, let's see. Uh, if not, I'm just going to... Let's see. Let's see. If not, I'm just going to freestyle it from the... Okay, here it is again. Okay, so, historically speaking, the first heavy metal band slash heavy metal album was Black Sabbath, right? The first Black Sabbath record with that witch on the... Or with that lady in the front, with that crazy-looking church or whatever. All right, so... But, okay, so let's think about it. Okay, the rhythm, it's heavy. You guys know this or not? It's heavy, it's very bluesy, but... The guitar is very heavy, like, ahead of its time. Same thing with the drumming and the bass, and even the way Ozzy sings, you know what I'm saying? So you're thinking, okay, Joey, so what the fuck's your point? My point is this, okay? See, nowadays, the same style that we're hearing from back in the day, that, that the, what, well, the origination, the originators, you know, Black Sabbath. Which is doom slash doomy slash stoner metal. Okay. But at the time it was just called heavy metal. So by that logic, doom metal slash stoner metal slash sludge metal slash classic metal slash heavy metal. They're the first real metal by logic. Wouldn't you say? So by that logic... All stoner metal is true metal. Then that would equal that all stoner metal and its affiliates are on godlike levels. Have you ever noticed that stoner metal slash sludge slash doom is easily mixable with other genres? Did you guys ever notice that? You know, you slow it down a little more. No, it becomes atmospheric. You speed it up a little bit, it becomes power metal. You speed it up just a little bit more, it becomes speed metal. And so on and so forth. I mean, and also look at the transgression between artists. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for example... Um... Let's see, for example, like Ozzy. Ozzy could do collabs with anyone, you know what I mean? And then look at like, 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 neuroses, shit like that, you know what I mean? Also look at like other bands like um, Acid Witch. They do a lot of shit. Well, I mean, not the whole band. Well, I mean, by affiliation, the band does work with Esham. And they did shit with ICP. You know, they did a couple of cover songs of ICP. You know what I mean? So that's my thing right there. <laughs> that stoner slash doom slash sludge metal is god metal. Godly metal. Because the origination coming from, you know, how you say, um, what do you call that? Origination. It all coming from Black Sabbath's sound. Because not a lot, because, you know, especially like, say, Blue, was it Blue, Blue Cheer? Was it Blue Cheer or Blue... I, I don't remember the band, but... They're Blue Cheer, Blue Crush. And then the, there's the MC5. And then, of course, you know, Iggy and the Stooges. 
or even, you know, shit like that, or even like the Velvet Underground, they don't really have a metal feel to them. I mean, well, maybe Blue Blue Crush does. Or Blue Cheer. Blue Cheer, I'm sorry. Maybe Blue Cheer because simply due to the fact that they um, the guitars were so heavy on them. You know what I mean? Like their cover of the Summertime Blues, it was on some hard, 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 hardcore levels. But that's the thing right there, hardcore, not heavy metal. You know what I'm saying? So with that said, like I said, I stand by my theory that stoner metal is true metal. And true metal has stood the test of time, no matter how many trends or whatever have come and come and gone. Anyway, that's a little bit of food for thought for you, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, wouldn't you say, I don't know, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> it just came to me, you know, it came to me in a dream, if you will. Like most cliches start, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> so, Yeah. Anyway, since I can't legally play Black Sabbath, I'm going to play a cover track of Black Sabbath. And this song is one of my personal favorites. This one's done, this one's done by a band called Black Electric. And it's a song called... Duh. It's a cover of one of my personal favorite Black Sabbath tracks, Sweet Leaf. Enjoy. <laughs> I can't forget 
right, we're going to get into our first movie review that we're doing on this show. It's called At Close Range. It's a really interesting story, really sad shit. But before we do that, let's hear the trailer. trailer for at close range it's the best i could do but whatever right uh dig man before i go on i gotta say something i really like it when they make the trailers for movies really short like that because it doesn't give a lot away there was other ones that were like over three and a half minutes long and pretty much gave away everything which is ironic because i'm gonna give away everything because most of these movies people don't watch you know what i'm saying and i'll admit i grew up watching shit like this with my dad all the time you know what i mean because it's, uh, well, I don't know. It was a weird bond. It's like when we watch, like, baseball together. You know what I'm saying? We'll watch baseball together, football together. It doesn't matter. We'll watch sports together, and that'll be the end of it. it will, it's our weird way of bonding, if you will. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but anyway, let's get into the movie. The movie was called At Close Range, starring uh, little Sean Penn, Christopher Walken. Uh, what was it? The dude that played Miller on Repo Man. And uh, the chick from that movie, uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. I don't know her name. It's like, I don't know. But anyways, so, all right, let's get on with the movie. What the movie is, is basically it's about these people, a family, living up in... uh, Based on a true story, I should add that. <laughs> what is it? Okay. So they live up in PA, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> um, what, what, are they, what are they? What what You might be asking, you know what I mean? What could this be? And it turns out that they're actually somewhat of a mafia. You know what I mean? Cornbread mafia, if you will. You know what I mean? Thieves. Professional thieves. It all starts with Brad, Big Brad, as they call him, played by Christopher Walken. He's the main motherfucker out there. And he has a crew with the same kind of mean mugging motherfuckers. And I mean, if you ever seen some mean ass looking people, these are the motherfuckers you that you hear about, but you never see. You know what I'm saying? And anyways, so the movie's like 
starts out with Brad just being a kid, you know what I mean? He's like, you could tell he's kind of a dickhead towards everyone around him. And he's also a little Brad played by Sean Penn. I, I have forgot to put that part in. But anyway, you could tell he's kind of a prick, you know what I mean? And him and his brother and his friends, they're all getting together and doing, you know, just general teenager shit. Trying to get people to buy them booze and cigarettes, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, it turns out he meets a girl. Her name is, I forgot already, Lori, I believe. Uh, he gives her some drugs. They both take the same drugs. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but I know it's a pill. I'm going to assume it's Vicodin or Valium. Because I've had experience with both of them. The way he describes the pills as being is definitely what Vicodin and Valium have done for me in the past. I don't do them no more, but I'm just saying. You get what, I'm just, you get what I mean? Anyway, so after this, it leads to a confrontation with Brad Sr., who hasn't seen Brad Jr. in a long time. And they start talking about, you know, how life has changed and whatnot. This whole time, though, believe this, this whole time, his mom and his grandma are just, like, looking at Brad Sr. with the most ungodly disapproval on earth because they know what he's about. They know what he's like, okay? They don't want their sons because he has two kids. Well, one is allegedly his, but that's... Neither here nor there. Because, you know, throughout this movie, you hear some of the most un... Jesus Christ, like, some of the most uncool... That's the best way I could put it. The most uncool things you can say about a kid who might not be yours. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you go all your life taking care of these kids that, you know, one of them might not be yours. Or even if you have, like, a girlfriend with, like, a... You know what I'm saying? Like, with a pre-started family. You know what I mean? You had no control over that, blah, blah, blah. And if the kid turns out to like you, it's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you're like, you know what I mean? If you're sure of one... Anyway, in this movie, they're sure of one. They're not sure of the other one. So they just call them the most repulsive names. If you could even imagine what these guys could do. Anyway, long story. Anyway, <laughs> that's, beyond the, that's beyond whatever. Point is, Brad Jr. Winds up, winds up running away to Senior's house after getting in the fight with his stepdad. After they get into this fight with his stepdad... He goes to his dad's house, and when they go to his dad's house, he starts meeting the crew, and that's when he finds out what they actually be doing. And it turns out, at the first time that they're there, they don't freaking, how you say, they don't tell him exactly what they're doing. But then sooner or later, he starts catching on, and the more he catches on, the more he starts going like, what the fuck are we into, guys? <laughs> you know, and then eventually, he he wants to get in on the action. This is just like... We're talking like, excuse me, we're talking straight up large, like straight up theft that like motherfuckers like, okay, like out here, I live in the ghetto ass area. So the most theft you get is motherfuckers going to the store, robbing a, a convenience store or a grocery store, one of them stores, you know what I'm saying? They'll go in there, they run in there, they'll grab about six bags of beef jerkies and if they're slick, they'll grab a carton of cigarettes. Then they'll come to the hood or whatever and sell it all to you for $25. <laughs> or sometimes less. It depends on how, you know, how much how much of a deal they're willing to cut for you, if they know you especially. Now, I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but I know a couple people in my family that make a pretty decent killing in terms of savings because of people like this. But I'm not going to put anybody on blast, you know what I mean? That's where the Kane is Dead program. This ain't the Kane is Dead program. <laughs> No, but dig though, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, 
anyway, they're stealing, like, they're, they're cracking safes, they're stealing, like, tractors, they're just, they're stealing gas, they're doing all kinds of freaking crazy-ass gigs, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, it all starts to, like, you know, Brad, Big Brad starts telling, you know, Little Brad, you know, hey, I want you to be part of the crew full-time now, but you gotta do certain things, you know what I mean? What kind of things? Well, you gotta show me that you and your crew can hang with my crew, so we're gonna go out and do this, do this and that. The whole time that this is happening, you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, there's this dude, I, I, I'm gonna, I don't really remember his name, so I'm gonna just gonna call, refer to him as Lester. Lester is a famed rat in terms of the Brad Sr. gang, you know what I'm saying? And because of him being a rat, they can't talk around him, obviously, because he already ran to the police before. Anyway, <clears throat> he makes a couple of appearance be appearances, I should say, before Brad Sr. decides we can't have this guy. Okay. Whatever happened in our past, he remembers it all. We can't even let the even smallest things out there go out and be known to this guy. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so what they do is they take him out to the lake, drown his ass. No, they get him drunk, take him out to the freaking lake or the river or whatever, drown his ass, and Brad, Se Brad Jr. sees it all happen. When he looks at his dad, his dad just goes, shh. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, with that, also the, the, love, the love story with Lori, they want to run away from town once Brad gets really good at stealing. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's... You know, that's just a minor detail. Well, I mean, well, it's kind of a major detail, but you know me. I'm just like, I don't believe in love, so whatever. Right? Anyway, so what it happens is, is like, this triggers Brad Sr. to start getting paranoid over what his son may or may not tell. Because the following couple, couple nights that follow, Brad Jr. and his crew try to steal a bunch of tractors when, they, when, when they're unsuccessful. Everyone gets bailed out except for Junior, okay? Because Junior is, well, prime suspect, and I think he's a little older than the other guy, so he's not going to get the the slap on the wrist as a teenager would. Now he's going to be for real tried as, as an adult. Brad uh, Sr. starts getting paranoid, and he starts saying, you know, my son's going to rat me out. I know it. So when he, what he starts doing is just fucking horrible. It starts off with him grabbing a couple of, uh, what is it? No. No, 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 I'm sorry. This is horrible. But anyway, Lori, Lori, Brad's junior's girlfriend, he takes her, he says he's going to take her to go see him while he's locked up. Well, he doesn't. So what he winds up doing is, is that he starts giving her alcohol, takes her to a freaking seedy-ass hotel room and rapes her. Believe that. It's horrible. It's awful. As an intimidation thing. If my son says anything about me, bitch, this is what I'm going to do to you again. You know, and it's just horrible because, you know, more and more and more of the character that, you know, uh, Walken's playing senior is just such a fucking scumbag more and more. It gets worse every second of the movie. He starts getting more and more and more horrible, horrible fucking human being. And then after that he starts going after brad's crew so he starts going after like all the other like the younger the the younger dudes the teenagers and all that he starts rounding them up and next thing you know he starts like killing them you know what i mean he takes them out to wherever and he starts making them dig their own graves and when they're done he shoots them in the head and then he just walks away like it never happened him and his goons start doing this over and over and over again and 
eventually Brad Jr. gets out of the jail. Him and Lori are saying, we're going to leave. That's it. So, and I think her name is Lori. I could be wrong, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, they're like, I, uh, we're going to run away. We're, we're done. His grandma gives him about, like, you know, five, six grand so they can run off to, I think they were going to run off to Montana or Maryland. It doesn't matter because what happens is, is that they go to the girlfriend's house and he's, you know, just checking the car out to make sure it's running. As soon as they both get in the car, here comes Senior's crew and starts, two members start shooting the shit out of both of them. They wind up killing the girl and somehow or the other, <laughs> uh, Brad Jr. survives it. I mean, he's covered in holes, freaking bleeding profusely. He's just tied up in rags, you know what I mean? Oh, and I forgot to tell you guys about this part. One of the, when he kills one of Brad Jr.'s, as a, uh, well, when he kills Brad Jr.'s brother, which is the possible, you know, bastard son. Well, when he does this, uh, Senior corners him and he puts him against the grave. You know what I mean? He stands right, he stands him right next to him, next to the grave, you know what I'm saying? That he had just dug. And he goes, now when they put you in the Supreme Court, what are you going to do? He goes, Dad, I'm not going to tell him anything. And just that cold stare that Christopher Walken's known for just looks at him and he goes, and, you know, the brother, I forgot his name, sorry. <laughs> but the brother, you just hear him sorrow, so much sorrow and grief in his voice. He yells out, Dad. And Walken just yells out, liar. And he shoots him right in the fucking head. That, oh, God. So, anyway, we go back to Brad Sr.'s house. He walks in there, and he's all blah, blah, blah. Junior's in there, too. Junior's holding the gun, and he goes, Dad, what's this gun right here? And he goes, what? And he goes, is this the gun you use? Tommy, that's his name. The little brother's name was Tommy. Is this the gun you used to kill Tommy? Is this the gun you used to try to kill me, too, Dad? And he goes, Dad, this is the family gun. It's such a sad scene, and, like, walking is just a dick because he just... It, it, even when a gun's pointed at his head, he's so unapologetic about his actions. You know what I mean? And he's just like, what do you want me to say? Huh? I love you. Like you heard in the trailer. Is that what you want to hear? Anyway, this leads to a standoff. Not a standoff, but I guess Junior calls the cops on his dad. And next thing you know, the next scene you see is them in the courtroom. You see Senior and his crew on one side. And you see Junior on the stand and oh god this part was so hard like because he goes so what's your name and he goes brad brad jr little brad you want to call me that he goes okay and is there a big brad yes and he goes and who is he to you and you could just you know the pain in his face like he's crying at this point he's just like so it's so it's taking so much out of him that he has to admit that Brad Sr. is his father. And that was the end of the war. That's the end of the movie. He's like, who is he? He's my father. But he's crying. You know what I mean? And that's the end of that close range. One of the most horribly fucking twisted movies I've ever seen in my life. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I mean, Sean Penn, he's just... Uh, something about, like, I'm not... You know, I don't really praise Hollywood that much. Because I think they're full of shit. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this. Sean Penn always made some of the hardest movies back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Whether he was a good guy or the bad guy, he was a fucking... He, he could do it. This one and Bad Boys, and the one when he plays the the dude 
the the sergeant or whatever you know when they're in vietnam i think i'm not sure it's been a long time but you know when he made and and, and also it's another movie where he, they get court-martialed for doing a horrible thing to a freaking you know i don't even want to go into that but anyways the facts is facts he could play this role and he can make you feel everything everything from the moment he's like you know just like messing around being a kid and you know you could feel like that you know that glee, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of it's stupid, but who didn't do dumb shit when they were a teenager? You know what I mean, or or, or young, whatever it. You know, you get that vibe off of him. But then when he when he hurts, you you know you you can feel that it's it feels genuine. You know what I'm saying? But then again, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> anyway, so would I recommend this movie? I definitely would. You know, believe that, because honestly, I think everybody should see this one because it's such a such a it's it's i do not recommend watching it twice (laughs) you know what i mean because you know first time it's a little it's 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 hard to even imagine these kind of situations going down it's even harder knowing that you know well you know i mean who why you know it, it, it leaves you with more you know what i mean it's just like this is just insane, you know what I mean? Like, how could it have, how could it have escalated so quickly, so violently, to the point that you know there was no return? You know what I mean? Or there could have been a return had the paranoia not been cranked up to freaking nine thousand, if they say, as they say, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just one of those movies you're just like, damn. You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, these movies were back back when they came out, back in the 80s. You know, they, they it's not like nowadays, you know, where, you know, freaking like shit like Disney. Well, I mean, it's Disney's always been corrupted in one way or the other. But, you know, now it's a little more apparent because the beautiful people now know of it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Disney back in the day was a lot more subliminal when it came down to them putting out messages that they want to fuck your kids. You know what I mean? Whereas movies like this one and, you know, Bad Boys and shit like that, they were R-rated from the beginning. You know what I mean? They weren't, you weren't supposed to show these movies to your kids. And some, I freaking grew up watching them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this one I didn't watch until my late teens when I was watching. The funniest thing, this is actually a funny, uh, you know, thing. One of the guys I looked up to a lot when I was younger was Henry Rollins. If y'all don't know him, he's from, he's the lead singer for Black Flag and, you know, and he's pretty much a uh, political pundit kind of guy, you know. What I mean, he's changed a lot through the decades. As he puts it, he's rock, he's rock and roll's angry, cynical janitor, and he's just here to clean up all the mess. You know, the mess being the music scene nowadays. You know what I mean? Enemy to the hipster is much like me. You know what I mean? Shit like that. But anyways, I remember he had a, a show back in the day that I actually sent some fan art to. And uh, I'm not going to say which one because it's so fucking embarrassing. But anyways, at the very end of the show, Rollins would be like, all right, well, here we go. I'm going to give you Henry's picks for movies you should watch this weekend or whatever. Right. And the first one was uh, dancing. Wait, what is it? Dancing at the Blue Iguana or something. It's about strippers, aging strippers that don't seem it's. You think, you know, I mean, you know, teenage boy, teenage dude, you know, when I first saw her, you know, because I watched that, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, Rollins used to kind of dictate everything because I always, I looked up to him for whatever freaking reason. But, you know what I'm saying? He, he said, you know, put this Blue Iguana movie 
you know, watch this. And, and, and you think, you know, teenage dude like me, naked women on TV, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Turns out it's actually a lot more depressing than what you think it is, especially, especially this one specific scene where I believe it's Sandra O. Oh. She's dancing and she's looking at the... It's really bizarre. I can't really describe what I was watching. But I remember she just keeps her eyes locked on this one specific person. And if you watch the whole movie, you know why. I don't want to spoil why she's looking at him. But anyway, she's dancing and like all these motherfuckers are like, Yeah, go baby. Look at how sexy you is and all that. And she just doesn't take her eyes off of this one dude. And like I said, you know, if you watched it, you know why. And she... She just starts crying. And it's like unsettling the way she just starts like bawling. Like bawling, like her face starts turning color. She got her her tears are running like rapidly and all this shit. And it's really you know, you know, I don't wanna say she's an ugly person, but I'm just saying it's it's an ugly scene, you know what I mean? And rightfully so, you know what I mean? And then the second film was this one <laughs> at close range, which my dad which my dad tried to show me when I was a lot younger, but I guess I wasn't paying attention to it at the time. So when I watched it with this, uh, on this one weekend when it was playing, uh, I pretty much, like, I told my dad, I'm like, yeah, this is... Because my dad likes Christopher Walken's movies. And I go, God damn it, Dad, how can you watch that damn movie? And he goes, what do you mean? And I go, seriously, Dad, look what happens. And he goes, oh, yeah. What'd you think about it? And I go, damn, that was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, well, I mean, what do you want me to say? And I go, dad, dad, what the hell? And he's just like, well, it was a good movie, wasn't it? And I'm like, yeah, but goddamn, this is just like so sad. Like, I don't, I don't... <laughs> Oh, God. But it was just funny shit. But anyway, the movie's not funny. It has its moments, but it's not funny. And when you find out that this shit is based on a true story, <laughs> you're like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyways, uh, I'm going to play one more song. We're going to cut the show after that and uh, give you guys an outro. So, yeah, there we go.
All right, so that wraps it up for the Untitled Show this week. Uh, if you need contact information, feel free to hit me up on the Instagram. Whether or not I should continue this show, it's all up to me. But I'd like to get your opinions either way. Until then, I'm going to play you one last track by this old school. Kind of old school. You know what I mean? Within the last two decades. This band is called The Wizard. With an apostrophe in it. The Wiz. The Wizard. The Wizard. I think that's how you say it. The Wizard. 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 Or was it Wizard? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Anyway, I dig it. You dig it. You, I hope you dig it. Because this song is going to be the last one I'm going to be playing for this episode. And uh, I'll hit you guys up with another one as soon as I get a chance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Till next time, this is the Untitled Program. And uh, this song is called Crushing Gothic Slime. And uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you like this uh, other side of the cane of the dead man, if you know what I mean. Because... Before we know it, we're going to get the dead man again. And uh, I've been pretty much sailing or whatever for a little while now. And I've, um, I feel good-ish. Don't worry, this feeling won't last because as soon as the negativity starts flowing through, we're going to, you know, we're going to get back to where we were. But anyways, check out the wizard or the wizard or the wizard with crushing gothic slime uh hope to hear from you Oh, my God.